0: Cool. Cool. Cool.
1: Cool. cool happy monday everybody welcome in to another episode of the PHNX suns podcast i'm Lindsay. that's flex that's gerald that's espo gentlemen how was your weekend
2: it's fantastic good Solid weekends
1: yeah. dealing
3: with a sick six-year-old so it oh. was no it was relaxing. I'm going to stay home for <laughs> the first time in a while. <laughs>
1: so you're telling me Rose, the one who got me sick.
3: No, you got Rose Probably in, that's what actually. I'm, sticking I'm not.
1: I'll probably take the blame on that one that's for rough. sure. Hmm. Um, it was a slow weekend, a little bit disappointing, I guess you could say. There was so much buildup last week <laughs> at the end of the week that we thought maybe something would happen this weekend. And then it didn't. We did get a little bit of an update, though, from Flex last night, which we will dive into later on on the show But first, you guys, we are going to continue our conversation around contenders across the league that might be a threat or at the very least a hurdle in the Suns race to win a championship. And today we are going to be discussing the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, the biggest threat that comes with the Bucks is that they have a guy called Giannis Antetokounmpo on their team. Mm -hmm. Kind of a big deal. Just a little bit.
3: You notice she went full name. She wanted to show off that she can get the last name spot on.
1: I mean, I did have to practice She's a lot practicing. when I first learned how to say his name. So, yeah, of
3: course. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it in a lot of ways it starts and ends with Giannis. If he's healthy, they will always be a threat against any team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that firsthand in the finals in, in those last few games when he got his legs back under him, it was lights out. So as long as he has a healthy season, they're on the radar and will continue to be. That's my
2: stance. And they're an interesting team because they're coming off a very embarrassing playoff outing, um, being being sent home in the first round. Obviously, injuries played a factor in that, but um, it prompted them to change head coaches. And people are curious because heading into the playoffs— They had the best record in the league. They were one of the favorites to win it all. And then we see this first round collapse, um, and that's prompted a lot of discussion about Giannis' future and all these different things. But it could just be as simple as running it back with their core, trying to stay healthier, and, and a head coaching change that could get them back over the top again. So they're very much still one of the top teams in the East, still one of the top contenders in the league. Um, and they're kind of just hoping if we tweak things a little bit, we can get back to where we were two years ago.
4: Yeah, I think the Bucks are, for my money, still the best team in the East. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think if I had to bet right now uh, who's coming out to East, I'm still leaning Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the continuity. I think it's about health. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian Griffin is a great coach. He's mm-hmm. got a lot of experience. Uh, he's a defensive-minded coach, and I think that's kind of where they started to uh, – slack off a little bit right. in the recent years, but I think injuries had a part to do with that. With Adrian Griffin and his defensive system, I think he was like, uh, had the Raptors in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, every year he was an assistant in Toronto. So he's going to bring that defensive uh, mindset back over there. And if they're healthy, um, they're probably still the best team in the East. I,
3: I was surprised they went the <laughs> assistant route, though. You know, because everybody here in Phoenix, when you said assistant, it was like, but we've got championship aspirations, right? People, yeah. people kind of bristled. At that thought and with as many high quality coaches who had been head coaches before, I think not just me, but I think a lot of people were surprised that they went with an assistant uh, with Giannis making it very clear that he wants to win and win now. Yeah,
1: but I, but we also throughout the whole conversation around who the next son's head coach would be. We all talked ourselves into other not oh, already Kevin young. Yeah, Kevin like Kevin young didn't we were, have head coaching experience. Yeah, because you could see the side where there is a lot of upside with bringing in somebody who has new and maybe fresh ideas.
2: Yeah, I, I think especially in the head coaching circles, a lot more people are getting resistant to the idea of a retread, like mm-hmm. bringing in someone who is a well-known coach um, who's been around, like Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers yeah. Every team fan base that like heard Doc Rivers mentioned in conjunction with their head coaching search was like, we're, we're okay. You. No, thank you. Yeah. And Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches in NBA history, so – It's one of those things where a lot of teams, you can talk yourself into an assistant, I think, because you look at like guys like Nick Nurse or other assistants around the league who took a head coaching job and found success very quickly. Um, I think Kevin Young, I think Adrian Griffin both fit that category as far as like, this guy's got next and now it's their chance to see what they can do. Um, And sometimes that goes really well, like with a Nick Nurse, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do because they have championship players with championship experience already on the roster they obviously have superstar talent they've got a deep roster as well now it's just a matter of kind of putting it all together and a lot of people thought like Mike Budenholzer he coached a good series against the Suns for sure but a lot of people thought he had held them back in a couple of playoff series where they fell short well and
1: when you look at coaches too like season vet type of coaches they all come with quote-unquote baggage Mm. in the sense of People already have this preconceived idea of who they are, how yeah. they are with players, how they interact with media. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to look at a guy and be like, oh, well, he loses locker rooms, or he's only good at working with young players and building or changing out the culture or whatever it may be. When you have a, a new younger coach who doesn't have that with them, right. it's an open, like clean slate for mm-hmm. everyone involved. I couldn't
4: which agree Which could more. very
1: well be a good thing.
4: You yeah, couldn't agree more. And And Adrian's got, like I said, 15 years of sitting on a bench. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a young assistant who is just getting into it. This guy's got some pedigree. And he's um, also
3: a guy that played in the league.
4: which Yes, you know, a player And too, won, yeah. won,
3: a, won a title as a coach and won a title as a player. Granted, it wasn't the NBA, but he won in the CBA and won finals MVP in, in the CBA. So it's a guy that knows how to win. I, again, I just I go to the – obviously Giannis had to sign off on this if, yeah. They, yeah. if they made that move. But this team, I don't know if it's PTSD from the 2021 finals. Uh, I don't know. But this team is, is a team that I looked at and it concerns me uh, in a matchup like this if Chris Middleton is Chris Middleton. You
0: know?
1: Yeah. That's the big question, though. Do you think he can be?
3: I mean, can he be? Yes. Will he be? I don't know. It's you always. You have to see it with these guys because it's great to say, yeah, they can. But I mean, there's question marks by people about Kevin Durant. Can he be that guy anymore because of his injury? And if you can ask that about Kevin Durant, you sure as hell got to ask that about Chris Middleton. Mm -hmm. Yes and no.
2: I, I I think with Kevin Durant, it's because of the injury history and the fact that he's like two or three years older. But Middleton should be. I mean, he is their chief concern this year. I think he's their biggest expat. He only played 33 games last year, and 14 of them were coming off the bench. Um, He didn't shoot the ball very well. He's, you know, he's 32 years old. So, I I don't know. It's an interesting question because we know as Suns people firsthand what what a killer this guy can be in a playoff environment. Like in a lot of those games in the finals, he was the closer for them. So if they get that Chris Middleton back. They're absolutely the top team in the East. If they don't, then you're putting a lot of the burden on Giannis and the bench to kind of do the heavy lifting there. And And I think that's
1: where a lot of the comments from Giannis over the last handful of months has kind of stemmed from, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think that it's a disgruntled player who wants to force his way out or anything like that. It's just kind of a common sense thing like, hey, we've been playing winning basketball for a really long time. I'm not trying to go... And start a rebuild thing. I want to continue playing winning basketball. Mm-hmm. The ball is in your court.
4: Right. Put put yeah. a team
1: around me. If Chris Middleton can, can't, can't do what he did right. back in 2021, and now well, he it, he's
4: 32, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, by the time we get to the point where Giannis has to make this decision, what's he going to be 35? Come on, I mean, if, 35?
3: if Giannis Wade's still free agency, we've seen
2: well, Giannis. So Giannis is still 28. But, yeah, but, Middleton but Middleton's thirty-two. 32 Drew right. Holiday is like thirty something, right? Thirties.
4: So, so yeah, if, if Giannis gets to that point where he waits till free agency, mm-hmm. these guys are not going to do it. Yeah, these guys yeah. are not going to do it. But so, I mean, that, I think that's that's Giannis's biggest problem. I think this year is going to be the key for this team.
3: To to be fair to Chris Middleton, he did have. Two thirty-three point games, game one and game five against the Heat in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this guy didn't show signs of life. That's true. down yeah. the stretch. So uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to write him off. But yeah, you need to see it. Uh, you know, in a wrist injury, you know that you have surgery on can obviously impact you know your play, your handle, all sorts of things. Yeah. You know, and, and they miss time with with the knee soreness too. But I'm he showed it in the playoffs so i'm not going to i'm not going to write his obituary uh, from a team perspective.
1: Yeah. Before we bring in our guests, let's real quickly look at some of the key additions and subtractions for the Bucks this offseason. On the addition side of things, they've got Andre Jackson Jr, Malik Beasley and Robin Lopez. On the subtraction side of things, Javon Carter, Wesley Matthews and Joe Ingles. Listen, the fact they got Robin Lopez on their team now immediately we should be afraid or at least the gorilla should should be afraid
2: afraid. (laughs) (laughs) does he
3: he fight his own though i thought he i thought he only fought opposing mascots not
1: Um, i mean no i feel like it's open the door is open the floodgates have just become whoever wants to mess with robin lopez (laughs) if he if he takes the bait it's on but it's a it's always a good time uh emma are we good all right. Let's welcome in our guest to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Joining us is Lisa Byington, broadcaster for the Bucks. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today?
5: I'm doing great. How are you guys? You guys look nice and comfy, cozy on those chairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you guys
1: look that up there. They're,
3: yeah, nice. you. they're a little thank you. deceiving. They don't. They're not as comfortable <laughs> as they look <are> sometimes. <laughs> so.
1: Only when you have to sit on them for a super long amount yeah, of time. That's true. Uh but we're very excited for the season to be just around the corner and tip off, as I'm sure you are. It feels like it's been a really long off season. And uh, especially after the way that the Bucks unfortunately ended last season, I'm sure you've been anxiously anticipating new basketball to start. But what exactly are your expectations for the Bucks this upcoming season?
5: You know, it's interesting because I think there's um, a few more questions and answers right now, even for someone um, like me that gets to see the team uh, day in and day out. and, And that's because of Adrian Griffin being hired as a not only a new coach, but a first year, a first time head coach. So, you know, you just start right there and there's a lot of questions about, you know, how much of his defensive style. He was kind of the defensive coordinator, if you will, with Nick Nurse. Um, yep. with Toronto. Yep. So how much of that is, are we going to see um, in Milwaukee? And then it's, you know, how much of this offense um, are we going to see? Mike Budenholzer had his had his own sort of, what he liked to call a sort of random way of, of generating offense, more like a five out in that Giannis Go one on one. Is he going to use Giannis as more of like a point center? Is he going to use him as a center? Is you know how do the shooters? How many three pointers are the Bucks going to put up? That was you know always a, a big part to the Mike Budenholzer offensive system. So, you know, for me, you know, I can't wait because you know next week, um, you know, with with training camp and and getting some eyes on some of these practices and stuff, I can't wait to see some of the changes and and his own like footprint, his own stamp that he's gonna put in. But I will say this, that if you're going to walk into a team as a first time head coach, this is the team to do it with the veteran leadership and and the kind of uh, championship pedigree that these guys have. So I, I think for coach Griffin, what's gonna be key is not only kind of mandate what his system is, but also to lend an ear to some of these veterans on what works for them and, and what some of their preferences are.
4: Hi, Lisa. Um, I have a question. So, I mean, I'm a big believer in the Bucs. I, I, I love this basketball team. I think when they're healthy and whole, uh, they're probably still the best team, in my opinion, in the Eastern Conference. But I, I guess the big question is, is the belief that Chris Middleton is back to where he was uh, before the injury going into this season? How do you feel about Chris Middleton right now?
5: First of all, I love your um, – prime. are those prime sunglasses, Coach Prime? Yeah. <laughs> you got it, <laughs> Lisa.
4: You, you're becoming one of my best friends already. Here we go. <laughs> prime time.
5: I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I just had to start there. Was gonna- <laughs> right? Um, you know, I'm glad you brought up Chris because I think a lot of people forget Chris. And, you know, obviously Giannis is, is a lot of the topic of conversation. The last time, quite frankly, that we saw Chris Middleton – Uh, Really, truly healthy was the 2021 season, and and we saw what he was able to do in the postseason. Really, when Giannis went out and Giannis got hurt in in the postseason, Chris was, in my opinion, the MVP you know, for yeah. the Bucks during yeah. that stretch and put up some unbelievable numbers in the Brooklyn series, the Phoenix series, you guys saw. So uh, I- I'm glad you brought that up because people forget, you know, you, you lose to the Celtics uh, in the postseason two years ago, but you didn't have Chris Middleton. Um, and he really was not healthy all of, all of last season. So there's so much focus about Giannis getting hurt in the Miami series, but people forget that Chris Middleton wasn't 100% as well. So right. as much as you need a healthy Giannis, and but you need a healthy Chris Middleton as well. And um, when he's 100 percent, he's 2021 20, postseason Chris Middleton, in my opinion.
2: Wow. OK, Lisa, obviously one of the bigger topics of conversation this summer was Giannis and the, the comments he made about his future. Um, is this an area for concern or is this just a star saying kind of the obvious like I, I need to keep winning if I'm going to stay where I'm going to stay?
5: Frankly, guys, I'm surprised that this was question number
1: three. <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to be a little bit nice, you know, play, play nice in I, the sandbox. I, I, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be question number three.
5: Um, I think the NBA fan base is obsessed with the superstar getting out of the quote unquote smaller market. And I think a lot of the discussion, like I've, I've read all the articles. In fact, I was reading some articles this morning and just kind of laughing because I think the controversy comes with the talk shows talking about it. The controversy comes with the wording of the headlines. And like, there was a headline that I I read this morning and it said, Giannis gives the Milwaukee Bucks a warning. And I was like, did he really say like, (laughs) here's my warning to the Milwaukee Bucks? No, I mean, to your point, he is saying what I believe Every championship caliber type NBA player is going to demand from their franchise and that is to feel like they're making steps and progression to winning a championship and that's all he was saying. He wasn't saying I he never said I'm unhappy at all. He never said that I'm unhappy with the moves that the Bucks are making. I'm unhappy with the roster that I'm surrounded with never said that. So you know, and, and let's remember when he signed his Supermax contract in 2020, there was a lot of chatter, like, and, and that was before I was a part of the organization and I'm sitting watching um, as an outsider and thinking, oh my gosh, Giannis is gonna leave Milwaukee. Like, be- just because that was like the headline everywhere I, I, I watched, you know, from talk shows to um, online. And so I think it's kind of the spin cycle of the media right now and, and trying to make something that's, that's not there, so. Um, from my opinion, Giannis is happy. Um, he likes his team. He likes the chances of winning a championship, and um, and the people of Milwaukee think they put together a roster that's good enough to do that.
3: So, Lisa, we should change the headline of this video from Giannis definitely leaving Milwaukee as Phoenix a possibility. Is that what it says? Is that- no.
1: no. 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 So but, but for real, though, we do understand your frustration a little bit with it. Some guys in the chat were mentioning we were dealing with that with Devin Booker when the Suns were atrocious. It was, when is Devin going to ask out of Phoenix? When is he going to force his way out? So we totally understand the frustration <laughs> of that one. We,
3: we've talked it's about you It's never
1: John.
5: fun to talk about someone being happy, right? Like, yeah. How no dare fun. we? Contentment that, is no fun to talk about.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, Look, we've talked about Giannis. We we've talked about Chris Middleton, but how important to the Buck success is Drew Holiday? I mean, to to many, I think outside of Giannis, that's the guy that's the linchpin here.
5: He is in, in and I'm not just saying this because I'm wearing this on my on my shirt, but um, he is one of the <laughs> most underrated in my opinion, players in the league, um, because he's one of the best two-way players in the league. And it was fascinating to me. And maybe it's cause Chris was hurt a lot last year that, um, you know, opposing coaches in the pregame, you know, they're available to the media. Um, so many opposing coaches got asked the question about drew holiday, what's his impact. And, and they even said that, that he is one of the most underrated underappreciated players in the league. and. Much like, you know, Mike Budenholzer isn't there anymore, but I equated a lot of what he had put together because Drew Holiday was brought to Milwaukee when, when Bud was there. And I equate a lot of maybe the players, the culture, um, what John Horst has, has done is, is quite similar to, to the San Antonio Spurs, you know, um, good players, all-star players, potential Hall of Fame players and um we talk about headlines but drew holiday is not going to give you that spicy headline right mm-hmm. so he's just going to go about and do his job day in and day out well that's not exciting so it's not you know nothing about him is is super super flashy um but he's just awfully awfully efficient and awfully awfully effective and we saw the importance of drew holiday last year with um, chris middleton not being healthy on how much Giannis would lean on him even more so, the Bucks. You could argue don't have that true backup point guard as well. So Drew Holiday this year for the Bucks is is going to have to stay healthy, as that if we're if we're going to talk about kind of a true point guard. And I know we're kind of in positionless basketball these days, but um, he is he's got to be a, a key player and he's got to stay healthy
2: this year. To your point about the backup point guard spot would you identify that as kind of the bucks biggest weakness week biggest weakness and what would you say their biggest strengths are
5: um you know a guy named giannis i think is, a, <laughs> is a
3: i, I would, heard he's leaving
5: though <laughs> <laughs> that's right so, uh, so now that's the weakness uh, filling the giannis hole um you know, I think, you know, Giannis, I think the core four are obviously the strength with with Brooke, I include Brooke Lopez with that. So you've got Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris and and Brooke Lopez. Um, the weakness, in my opinion, is just what we talked about in your, in your first question is just kind of the unknown. I don't know um, how the Adrian Griffin system is gonna, gonna, you know, translate to Milwaukee. I don't know if it's gonna fit the players there. I don't know. Maybe it'll be great. Uh, but right now, I would say, you know, what's his in-game adjustments going to be? He's never really had to do that. So I would say just, you know, coaching staff, player roster, trying to figure things out, especially here in the preseason and maybe the first few months um, will be interesting. And 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 maybe the, the Bucs will suffer some losses because they're still trying to figure it out. So I'd be interested to see and compare like who this Bucs team is with so many uncertainties with that with the system coaching staff how they're meshing um I'd like to compare the bucks with you know October November bucks with February bucks and see where we're at
4: Lisa I have one more question so we had a guy named Jay Crowder
5: <laughs> that was a fan
4: favorite out here in Phoenix and uh, boss man 99. He's he's your problem now. We love him though. We love we love boss man. Oh,
5: he's not a problem, man. <laughs> no, I um... mean,
4: I mean, a problem on the court. He is a he oh, is a dog. Okay. He is a dog. See, so, that's I thought no,
5: like someone's gonna. Someone's gonna clip that off now for you. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns podcast called Jay Crowder a problem. No,
4: no, no, I mean a good problem. Jay's a good problem to have. No, mom. I
5: hear you. I hear you. I, I love him. Um, you know, I think he had a really limited role last year, and yeah. um, and we were expecting you know him to see maybe more minutes in the postseason. So I think it was, I think it was important for Milwaukee to to re-sign him. Uh, I'm excited about it. You know, he just, as you guys know, he just adds that edge, right? Yeah. Um, and he is the true 3 and D kind of player. So, um, you know, when Adrian Griffin's talking about defensively, that, you know, in, in Toronto, we saw them, um, you know, turn teams over like 17, 18%, something something really high like that. So, um, and he's talked about having that aggressive defensive mentality too. So, you know, I think it's just something that Jay Crowder can just fit in seamlessly Uh, If he's given the opportunity and he's given the minutes this year.
1: Gotcha. All right, Lisa. It's not (laughs) like it's been that long since we've seen these two teams meet in an NBA (laughs) finals. I'm not going to ask you if they did meet this upcoming season, how that would play out because we don't want any PTSD over (laughs) here. But if they did meet again in the finals, what do you think that series would deliver us as basketball fans?
5: oh gosh um well anytime you get to the finals like you, you hope that it's it's great entertainment but i mean you guys have you know there's so much right i can't even project that because there's so much there's so much questions on your end too with the mm-hmm, new codes mm-hmm. and and the big trade that you guys had in the off season um so it, it's hard I, I i you know i look forward obviously the the east coast teams west coast teams only play each other twice in the regular season um I do look forward to those matchups because of the recent history in 2021, but it is hard to project because that uh, our 20 our 2023 team looks a lot more like the 2021 Bucks team that took on you guys than your right. <laughs> right. Suns team looking like the 2021 team. So I think that's that's a little hard to project, but it'd be exciting for both of us to get
1: there, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we would definitely have you back on the show if that happens. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. This has been a fantastic conversation. We really appreciate your time today. If you have me back on the show, I'll bring my shades. How's that? Let's, Let's go, Lisa. Go. Let's go. I'm,
4: I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> Deal.
1: Thank you, done, guys. you got it. We'll see you next time. Everybody, be sure to give Lisa a follow on Twitter as well. She's at Lisa LisaByington. You can find her over there. Uh, also, just a quick reminder, if you have not signed up for the BetMGM Sportsbook app, what are you doing? You should absolutely get signed up, <laughs> especially before Suns season tips off. And right now, BetMGM, Bet they want to give you some money, you guys. Mm-hmm. They want to give you some money, so take advantage of it. All you have to do is sign up for BetMGM using the bonus code PHNX. You place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook app of at least $10 and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. They literally want to give you money, so take advantage of it. Again, that bonus code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details, and now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
2: Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope or text hope ny 467-369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit MGM.com for terms and- conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario.
1: Also, uh, be sure to check out our friends over at OG's Brands. They make the best scratch-made THC gummies you can find on the market. And if you are stuck on what kind of gummies to get, OG's took the guesswork out of it. Not only do they have different types of products like the Sunny Sativa and the Mellow Indica Blend, But you can also get different flavors. They've got a creams um, package and they've got a fruit package. So if you're looking at the fruits, we're talking about red apple, watermelon, peach. If you're looking at the creams, we're talking about blackberries and cream, orange creamsicle and peaches and cream which I feel like the peaches and creams have always been a big hit. Mm -hmm. Everybody seems to really love those ones, but also peach, too, on the fruit side of things. I think the go-to is just peach, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, Be (laughs) sure to check out our friends over at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their different Mm -hmm. delicious flavors. You can find them across all social media at OG's Brands or online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You do have to be 21 or older to enjoy and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. All right, guys, to round out our conversation about the Bucks, let's take a look at our fear factor meter. Where are you on the scale of not worried to most worried, beer, cheese, 2021 finals, or the coin toss curse? Where do the Bucks uh, land for you guys?
3: Uh, they land in cheese for me if you're lactose intolerant. Oh, Enough yeah. of a concern that it makes me uncomfortable, but not one that... Uh, that scares me too much.
1: Because there's also a pill that you could take yes. that'll help I you won. avoid some symptoms. <laughs> it lasts for a very short time
3: and then I'm on to the next thing, right? Oh, so. wow.
2: 2021 lasted for a short time for you, huh? Hey, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm talking cheese. Uh, not not the just, 2021
3: finals, I not just. the twenty one finals.
2: Cheese. Oh, I'm just saying, I think we got the meter wrong, to be honest with you, man. I feel yeah, like put the that coin toss up. and the, uh, nope, the final nope. should be swapped. That's Without what the I coin don't. toss, Stop. you don't have 2021. You're, you're so superstitious. This team is not <laughs> cursed if
1: the coin toss didn't happen in yeah, just, just to be clear, if you guys were like, why why is that coin toss the worst one? <laughs> Espo has it's PTSD Espo from that it. more than he does from the 2021 Final, so that's why.
3: Yeah, the Suns would have been champions if they had gotten Lou Alcindor. There's no curse at that point. I yeah, had gotten, yeah I you all know. can have yours. I don't know
2: how many Suns fans today would. I Don't, don't they I'm all can saying. be wrong? I think they that's would fine. take the twenty. This was like I think you were entitled take, to your yeah. own
1: opinion, but it's wrong. I exactly. think Suns <laughs> fans would take
2: the twenty twenty one championship over Cream. drafting uh, Lou Alcindor. <laughs> Maybe I'm just yeah just going to throw that out there. But anyway, my meter <laughs> all the way to the right, whichever one you have, all the way at the end. They're they're legit threat um they could very well win a title they should have been in that conversation last year and i think the mike budenholzer thing and injuries held them back i don't see that being an issue at least one of those things this year um so if they're healthy they're a legitimate threat
4: yeah i'm I'm with gerald all the way to the right the the coin toss uh i just said it earlier i think the bucks are the best team in east and uh i would not be surprised if we got Lisa here Yeah. for the mm-hmm. NBA Finals, mm-hmm. Suns, Bucks. So it's definitely concern. concern. Um, the only thing is health, you know, yeah. if they can stay healthy.
1: And I also think the way that things fizzled out for them in the playoffs last year, they took a lot of heat for that. Yeah. Right. And Giannis's comments afterwards as well. So I think they're going to come into this season with a chip on their shoulder even more. Um, they've got a new coach at the helm. So there's a lot of things that are kind of in their favor for just a really big push straight out of the gate so yeah. I'm going to go with you guys
2: I will say if we do get that rematch of the finals I'm already preemptively annoyed about how it's going to be framed because it's going to be framed as small market team in Milwaukee keeps everybody together and does <laughs> you know doesn't skip steps and here's the super oh, teams. No. Yeah for the yeah. new LA and somehow. then we're going to
3: crush them like everybody you expect uh, Jay to answer your question he asked, how old were you Aspo, during the coin toss I was negative 26 but that does not matter <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's matter. like, but I still, <laughs> I still, I still 26. remember. I'm <laughs> negative Uh Also, Jay asked another question. Um, he said he's lactose, and he was like, what pill? There's a, I don't know. I'm not there lactose is a intolerant, pill, but there yeah. is a pill. I've heard Lactate a lot of people pill. talk about it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Bro. It doesn't? <laughs> it doesn't oh. work. I'm lactose
4: intolerant. Oh. Damn, oh, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry,
4: sorry, bro. I almost that called you Saul because I'm sure you said that. <laughs> that thing does not work. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I've heard
1: work. a lot of people use it and <laughs> yeah. have success with uh, it. I
4: mean, not for me. Dang, <laughs> not for that's a, not a bummer. Yeah,
1: listen, sometimes yeah, you just got to power through for the enjoyment of the deliciousness that is cheese. I want some Captain Crunch. You just got to deal with That's what I want. Some Captain
4: Crunch. I can't have milk so yeah. i
1: will say there's better alternative milks like milk replacements than there are cheese but i yes. get what you're saying yeah. you still og still. milk and cereal is oh, forever going to be the best i dream one. of am for
3: this talk everybody i apologize <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're just trying to help everybody out yeah, help share yeah. the wealth of information that we've <laughs> random little nuggets of things we know about uh one of which is that circle k is the place to go if you are looking for premium gas Snacks or ice-cold Polar Pops, and they have created their very own Inner Circle, which you should absolutely be a part of. It's a free membership program. You save $0.25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. You get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, and ice-cold fountain drinks, and you can join Inner Circle for free today by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions do apply at participating locations Visit CircleK.com for more details, but don't miss out. You want to be a part of Circle K's inner circle.
3: They just texted me. I believe it's free coffee week if you're in the inner circle. Oh, Oh, nice. Maybe just for me because I'm extra special. It's because you
1: got that VIP inner I did. Yeah, I'm that that VIP inner circle. There you go. You're on that level. Maybe one day we can all get to Aspo's level, but, you know, the OG inner circle works really well. (laughs) Also, you guys should definitely be signing up for Fubo TV. Fubo TV is... One of the most legit streaming sites out there. It's 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, news, and so much more. You can stream live TV from any device. I love the mobile app because it works so easily. And then Saul's favorite function of Fubo TV is, of course, the split screen viewing, which is nice because then you can watch all the games at the same time and not miss out on anything. Or maybe you could watch a game on one side and then have a show on the other side. So if your kids aren't into it or whatever, you best of both worlds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to FuboTV.com PHNX to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. All right, guys. Let's get into what everyone wants to talk about. And that is updates around... The Damian Lillard, Suns, Heat, Raptors, shenanigans that are going on. (laughs) So, Flex, last night you gave us an update on Twitter. You tweeted out, Toronto is a serious threat for Damian Lillard. And once again, the Suns are right in the middle of it all as the team that could get things over the finish line. If and when something happens, we'll be all over it here at PHNX Suns. So, give us the latest. What can you share with us?
4: All right. So, uh, Toronto is the front runner. Uh, one 1,000% 1, at this point, my last conversation, Toronto has moved into the top spot. Things are getting pretty serious. Um, at this point, I'm comfortable saying um, I take the field versus the heat in a Dame trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do not think Dame is going to end up in Miami. There's just a lot of traction and a lot of conversation that's gaining um, away from Miami. Mm-hmm. And so I do think Toronto is the, is the leader in the pack right now. And I do think the Phoenix Suns are very much still in the conversation. Um, there are a lot of teams that are trying to do a lot of things. And with Portland being enamored with DeAndre Ayton, it just puts the Phoenix Suns in a situation where they have to take these calls. And mm. and I, 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 I want to clear up some things. Again, we talked about this, right? Mm. It's not so much the Suns calling about DeAndre Ayton or his availability. His mm-hmm. team saying, "Hey, we value DeAndre Ayton. Would you like to listen to this proposal?" Mm-hmm. And the Suns are sitting back listening saying, "Yes, uh, we'll listen, but you have we're going to draw the line and there is a specific type of player that we're looking for for DeAndre. Ayton. And if you can't provide that, we'll move into the season with DeAndre. But as of right now, Toronto is very serious in very serious talks,
3: and I suspect the Suns could be involved in that. So let let me get this straight though. Okay, so the Suns aren't actively making the calls, but they are in fact answering, listening, and considering their options when yes. it comes to DA. It's mm-hmm. not like no, we're not dealing DA. It's if we get XYZ. Then we're interested in
2: moving.
4: Yes, which yes. is
2: which is doing your due diligence. Right, mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. There, there is a handful of players in the league that if you call and ask about them, that the response is to hang up. Yeah, I and think the there's rest two of them is, on the roster yeah, there are, <laughs> yeah. and the rest is okay. Well, what can well, you do that. for me? That's yeah. just doing your due diligence. It doesn't necessarily, like Flex said, it doesn't mean that they're shopping him or anything like that, or that they'll do a deal just to do a deal. They're only going to do something if they feel. That it makes them better, which, as Flex said, is why they are targeting a certain threshold as far as we want this type of player or this type of asset or whatever it is. Um, so that's important to keep in mind when we are talking about these things. It doesn't necessarily mean a deal is going to be done, but we have both heard from multiple sources that there there's some heat to some of these talks. Yes, except right. for the Miami Heat. <laughs> <I have laughs> right. Right. Two <laughs>
1: questions, and I'll do the easier one first. Do does Dame have any say in this, do you guys think at this point? Are the Portland Trailblazers basically like, it is what it is. We're gonna do whatever we want that we think is best for us. So I don't care if you don't wanna go to Toronto. If the if the package looks right, we're gonna say yes. All
4: right. So if you would have asked that question a week ago, Mm -hmm. I would have answered it differently. Okay. But, But as of right now, um, I think there's a consensus that they're saying we're going to do what's right for the organization. Mm-hmm. And and if that means sending Dame somewhere where he is isn't his preferred destination, right. um, that's just what they're going to do. Now, you know, I, we talked about this earlier. I, I do want to throw this out there. Um, there are GMs and executives around the league that are kind of drawing a line in the sand as well. And they're saying, you know what, we're tired of NBA players dictating their preferred destinations and forcing their way to those locations, Mm -hmm. especially players who have three and four years left on their deals. So um, at this point, I do believe that the Blazers are shopping Damian Lillard for the best package. And it's not so much about Miami anymore.
1: Which is something we did hear a couple months ago and then also seemingly checks out too with Adam Silver kind of stepping in, sending out letters and having conversations behind the scenes as well. Seems like there's a little bit of a power power struggle between players and owners within the league and they're trying to kind of, I don't know, level the playing field a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Because players have had a lot of say recently about where they go.
3: Yeah, now that it's worked for the Suns and they got guys that wanted to be here that way, I say screw the rest of the NBA. (laughs) Uh, Do what's best for your franchise. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Okay, and then my second question is, we're in the middle of all of these conversations, right? Let's play devil's advocate. Nothing comes to fruition with any of these moves that involve the Suns. How are we feeling about DeAndre Ayton? How do we think DeAndre Ayton is feeling about his situation in Phoenix? Was this smart to continue answering calls and have your name and his name kind of thrown out there in the mix like this right before the season starts? Should they have kept this as much way more low key? I mean, it's probably not even the Suns who are leaking it, to be honest, but either which way. DA is back in the news when it comes to trade. How do you think everyone's feeling?
3: Look, I, I don't have any inside insight. I want to make that very clear when I'm saying this. But if I'm DeAndre Ayton and I'm a guy who obviously feels very deeply, I'll put it that way in terms of things. And yet again, my name is in trade rumors. I went through it this, you know, multiple years. I went through it this summer. Now I'm going through it a week before training camp starts. I'm getting to the point where I'm fed up with hearing this and that you, you had hoped this was a fresh start with Frank Vogel. You'd hope this was, Hey, we're going to see what this guy has, but it's obvious the Suns still feel a certain way about Deandre Ayton, that they're not a hundred percent convinced. And if they're not going to make a move and I understand you draw a line in the sand, you say, this is what I want. Uh, you know, if I'm going to get involved in this deal, but doing this again, right before training camp seems like a dangerous game to play with a guy who you have questioned before can he handle some of the mental side of things and that concerns me greatly because last what did we go into last uh, last media day everybody asking if DeAndre Ayton wanted to be here was he was he happy all these things and yet again you're playing the same tune because of getting into these conversations a week or two before media day I, I think it's a disservice to everybody involved if they don't make a move at this point.
2: It's it's an interesting <laughs> question because a week ago and even a few months ago, we had kind of talked ourselves into, we went through the whole cycle of DA fell short of expectations in the playoffs. We A lot of us thought that he should be traded, and then they hire a new head coach, they reshape the roster, and you look at the roster and you look at this particular coach who has a history of really getting through and connecting with his big men on the defensive side of the floor. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people were excited about seeing that potential fresh start. Even if it's not a change of scenery, it's a fresh start of sorts for DA just from that perspective. And there were a lot of questions, like how are you going to involve that guy on offense as the fourth option because the offense is going to be pretty similar under Kevin Young as it was last year. But I, I do think a lot of people were looking forward to that. And now, like you said, just the fact that, you know, even though the Suns are just listening to calls, just the fact that this is a conversation a week before media day, it, it will make things uncomfortable. Like mm-hmm. if he's still on the roster on on Monday for media day, it will be uncomfortable. There will be questions asked about it and it's not going to be fun for anybody involved. So I feel for D.A. from that standpoint, I do think at the same time, if they can just focus on the task at hand, they have a championship caliber roster. And like Flex and I have said, they're not going to make a move with DA unless it's to upgrade the team. Maybe that deal comes about in the next week and they pull the trigger. And if it doesn't, it's because they think that what was offered is not does not measure up to what they have. And what they have, if DA is locked in and focused and gets this fresh start under, under Vogel, is like a legitimate championship team with depth and a defensive guy who we saw in 2021 can make a huge difference when he is focused and locked in so i hope that that's what's able to happen i truthfully don't know how the next week is going to unfold um but i hope for his sake that if he is still here he's able to latch onto that and tune everything out because he has spent all summer talking about how he's the most hated and talking about, you know, all these different things, uh, how people have slept on him and how he's going to be out on this kind of revenge tour to prove everyone wrong. I think a lot of people were looking forward to seeing that.
1: I'm one of those yeah. people.
2: Yeah, wow. I, I am, too. But you don't want him to <sighs> get revenge against those in the organization.
3: They're t- Like, to me, this is, well, sweetheart, uh, you know, I wasn't flirting with him. He was flirting with me. Does that make you feel any better? Because he yeah. didn't say, hey. It makes
1: I'm me feel a little better. No, no, what, no, no you know what, know what saying, though? Either yeah. way, it does make you know, know, feel you good. You know what, though, Espo? No, but it does make me feel better. The call was right. coming right. from outside I'm, of the house. I was willing to listen to
3: him and what he had to say, but I didn't make the call. That's fair.
1: But did they bring you a free drink, Espo? Or not? That's the big question here. Circle K is now flirting with me. They're
4: in big circle. You know what? I... I think at the end of the day, um, DA, this is a business. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is the business of basketball. And let me ask you this. Uh, to all of you guys on, on the show here, are we talking about Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in trade rumors every year? No. no. Why?
3: Because they're guys they, that have they're proven they're it that you don't okay. want to trade. Okay. <laughs> so,
4: I mean, at some point you got to sit down and you got to say, listen, uh, if you're in these conversations every year, Look yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and and stop talking about what you're going to do and come out and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't feel I, I think the sons are doing their job. And I think if DeAndre comes in with a chip, I think that's uh, that's his prerogative. He can have a chip, but he has to look himself in the mirror and realize they're talking about me for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so if he comes in and says, you know what, I'm going to tune it out. I'm going to be the best center in basketball, mm. you know, before the deadline. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make it so that you really can't make this type of deal because I'm just going to prove everybody wrong. Right. Good for DeAndre. But so so I think we should go on the media day. I think he should go on the media day saying uh, I'm a big boy. I signed a big boy contract. Um, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to lock in with this new coach and staff and the team if I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play. I'm, I'm going to play top-notch basketball, so they can stop talking about me. That's what I hope he would do. I yeah.
3: agree that he should do that, but that's counter to what we've seen for the first five years from DeAndre. Which is why we're talking so, about him. So why, <laughs> like, I just I don't expect it. And at some point, if you're James Jones and yeah. you're not bought in, you don't believe in this guy. Find the deal that you feel good about and just move on. Like, I accept agree. that that's that that's where you're at. Because yeah. at some point you're just hurting his value by continuing to have him in trade talks too i I do think
2: if he doesn't do what flex is saying as far as having that chip on his shoulder and channeling it into the team and proving people wrong if he takes it personally and we have another situation where we're questioning if he's happy here in phoenix I do think there's kind of a ticking time clock on how much longer he will be with the Suns, whether it's in the next week or in December 15th when more guys become trade eligible, yeah. or January 15th when a few more, or right at the deadline. I, I do think... like and, and that's kind of how we were coming into the season anyway, was thinking DeAndre Ayton's a big question mark. If he proves himself in the first few months, they will keep him and they'll sta- stand pat and maybe tweak on the edges. But if he's not, if he doesn't fit in or if he doesn't adapt to this new coach they're probably going to try to trade him Like they they have this championship window now, they can't waste any time trying to figure things out if they feel that they can win now by trading him somewhere
1: you know what I think fixes this whole thing a conversation between DA and James Jones James Jones pulls him aside, hey DA, just so you know it's just calls coming in we're not reaching out to teams, we're not actively trying to trade you and especially if a trade doesn't happen before the season starts, mm. you have that conversation. Yeah. Eliminate all of that weird doubt from DA's mind at least going into the season. Regardless, if James Jones is being honest or not, you still have to have the conversation. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I, agree. I, I totally agree. But to me, I didn't even want them to have these
3: conversations. I wanted to see DA here. I mean, because yeah. I think if he if he locks in defensively like you saw that does give you the best chance at a championship. This this kid has all the talent in the world, and if it gets unlocked because whatever you know, with the last coach wasn't the right fit personality-wise or whatever, and Frank Vogel can tap into that, you become the hands-down 100% favorite to win the title. And I'm not sure any move you make gets you any closer to that. In fact, it may make you slightly take a step back but now we're here and you're having these conversations again about DA and I just wonder does it have that impact or does it have the the adverse effect and if that's the case you're going to get even less forum when you come to the trade deadline and have a shorter runway like we saw with KD to try to put this team together and get chemistry with
2: guys that's it, my problem It could it. but you don't you also don't have to wait until the trade deadline like yeah, I, you know, I know wait, I know I yeah. know things typically heat up more around the trade deadline for sure but in, if December 15th comes around and a guy, you know, you have more options available, you could do it then. But I, I do understand your overall point. I, I do think we should also acknowledge though, that as much as we had talked ourselves into like Vogel's going to unlock DA, this is going to be a new DA with a change of scenery. That wasn't necessarily a given. That's Great. what we hoped to see. And it was possible for sure. And it still is possible if he's on the roster. But it wasn't like a guarantee, like, oh, things are gonna suddenly change. Like we needed like Flex said, we needed to see it because he's been talking about it every year coming into the season. This is gonna be a new DeAndre Eight, and I'm gonna do a lot more offensively. I'm gonna do a lot more of this and this. Now we need to see it. Like yeah. and that wasn't a guarantee.
4: Basketball has a way of fixing all this stuff too.
2: It does. Like, you know, you get on the court and you start
4: winning some ball games and you start to feel good about your new coach. And you, the, the locker room gets galvanized and all this stuff gets swept away. Once, the ball, once they throw that ball up and, and you're on the court, a lot of this stuff goes away. Um, and so I think DeAndre has an opportunity to fix all this very easily. Lynn's real easy. Just get on the court and hoop. Yeah, Get on the court and hoop and, and he'll be a Phoenix Sun and we'll win a lot of games.
1: And, That's and even if he does that and he gets moved, well, then you're probably moved to a team that values you even more. That's right. So either which way. Um, we do have some really fun stuff for you up next. But first, I do want to remind you guys about our friends over at Shady Rays. They make premium polarized sunglasses. We're talking about gear that is built to last, you guys. They're an independent sunglass company with a world-class product just as good as the really expensive glasses, but way more affordable. And Shady Rays is giving you their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange or return them within 30 days. No questions asked. They've got your back long after you purchase. We also have your back here at PHNX, so become a diehard. When you become a diehard, you not only do you get a shirt of your choice for free upon signing up, but you get access to our diehard-only Discord, which has been popping since last week when all of this news kind of uh, popped off. Mm -hmm. Also, you get first dibs on all of the events that we're going to be having throughout the season, which we do have quite a few of them planned and in store for you guys uh, so be sure to head to gophnext.com to become a diehard today. And also if you are Cardinals fans, did you guys see the Cardinals won yesterday? Woo-hoo! I did. Look at us, you Beat the you guys. Cowboys again. Look at us. See what I thought. The
2: Cardinals
4: got
3: the dough.
1: I'm throwing a little bit of shade at <laughs> My <our> brother-in-law <laughs> Eric
4: is a Cowboys fan. I'm not Uh-oh. feeling good about that. Yeah, my <laughs> parents ye. are too. Love <laughs> you. I'm a Cardinals fan yesterday. and I'm not feeling good about it. Bless
1: their hearts, oh, yeah. Graphics, baby. <laughs> um, but you can reserve your tickets for free to our PHNX Cardinals away game watch parties. You can join us every away game at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium for ticket raffles, prize giveaways, and so much more. The link is in the show notes. All right. Before we get into the really exciting thing we have in store for you, we do have a super chat from Ted. Ted said, can we start a campaign to get Tom Chambers in the Hall of Fame? Watch a video titled, quote, Who the Hell is Tom Chambers by Solid Reacts? I uh, mean, sure.
3: Anything. anything can, is possible. Ted. Totally start a campaign. Go, Why not? go ahead. Yeah, you,
1: Tom Leander
3: tried to do this, uh, I think five or six years ago, uh, and uh, it, it was a funny video. I'll say that. <laughs> so I we got to read, we got to yeah. dig that video yeah. back up, and okay. that'll
1: be the starting point. Uh, thank you, Ted, for your super chat. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Emma, here it is. Train machine Tuesday. Here we go. <laughs> Train machine Tuesday. Train machine Tuesday. Hell yeah. It may may not be Tuesday, but I am nothing if not a woman of the people. We are going to give you what you guys want. (laughs) You want to see some trade scenarios around all of the shenanigans that are going on. So here you go. Here's a couple and buckle up because they're doozies. (laughs) My goodness. What are we starting with here?
2: Okay. So so we're starting with one that is my least favorite because we're going to build towards more realistic or likable trades for the Suns. But in this one, the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic from the Blazers as well as Nasir Little to make salaries match, and they get Caleb Martin from the Heat. The Blazers get DeAndre Ayton, Kyle Lowry's expiring contract, which is just shy of $30 million. Uh, The rookie, Jaime Hawkins Jr., uh, Nikola Jovic, and then two first-round picks in 2027 and 2029, and then the Heat get Damian Lillard. Now, like I said, this is my least favorite. This is an older one because, as we've been talking about, the Raptors appear to have moved ahead of the Heat in terms of the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. Uh, For me, this trade doesn't feel like enough if you're the Suns to get involved. I feel like, like I like Caleb Martin a lot, and I think Yusuf Nurkic is a decent starting center in this league. But the Nasir Little thing doesn't move the needle for me very much. I don't think he's ready. And honestly, if you look at the Suns (laughs) roster, I feel like he would be a guy that you would kind of cut in that trade just because you're bringing in three bodies and you're only sending out one guy. Caleb
3: Martin is extremely intriguing to me. Not just because of what he did in the playoffs. Obviously, that adds to it because you see what he could be. But defensively, Mm -hmm. we've, we've talked about... Who could be a fifth starter, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I think Caleb Martin would slot in there pretty well. At a 113.3 defensive rating, he's very good at that. Uh, was a 35.6% three-point shooter last year, 36 for his career. So he's the kind of guy that you go, all right, doesn't have to be a focal point in any way. Could be an, an anchor defensively and could hit those threes. Mm-hmm. Now, do I blow everything up for Caleb Martin? Known, I think you're right. That third part isn't enough to make this kind of deal a deal because little does absolutely nothing, or little for you <laughs> uh, right. in that deal.
4: Yeah, no, I'm with that. Uh, Nurk and Caleb is intriguing. The third piece is the needle mover. You Mm. got to get that third piece. I think we talked earlier in the week, and that could have been like a T.J. McConnell. That's more like it. Um, Nasir Little's not moving the needle. I don't think the Suns make a deal like that. But although I do like Caleb Martin, I think Caleb Martin is very intriguing. He does a lot of good things. I think he's very underrated, and he's got a winning pedigree coming from one of the best systems in basketball. So uh, you can do worse than Caleb Martin. But uh, I'm passing on this one.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let me read you some comments from the chat. Brian said, vomit with the puke emoji face. (laughs) Uh, Tell us how you really feel. (laughs) Anton said, this one is a big L. CRS said, huge L. We want easy. said, I could live with that. Freddie said, under no circumstances, I make this trade. Will Capitan just said, I need some picks with that laughing face emoji. And Buck Dodd said, Blazers are loving that. So I don't think that as a whole, we are on board with this one. This
3: is a do better. This is the one that the Suns say,
1: call us back when you got something else. This is
3: where 2K goes, not accepted.
1: (laughs) But this is something that could very well have been offered as a part of these preliminary conversations and could be a reason why the Suns are the team that's maybe holding this up or... Mm you know, being the one who's talked about as the one who could get a deal to the finish line because they don't like what's being offered in maybe a situation like this. They don't think it's enough for what they're giving up. But, Gerald, you got more.
2: (laughs) I do. Let's go to the next trade. So in this one, this is with the Raptors as the third team instead of the Heat, since we've been hearing a lot of Raptors talk. The Suns get Yusuf Nurkic again, and they also get OG and Anobi from the Raptors. The Blazers get DA, Gary Trent Jr., Grady Dick, uh, Thaddeus Young's expiring contract, and then two first-round picks in 2028 and 2030 from Toronto. The Raptors get Damian Lillard and Jabari Walker. Uh, Jabari Walker's there to help balance salary. He's coming off a rookie year where he didn't really get much playing time in Portland. Um, This one is interesting to me because Mark J. Spears had mentioned that the Blazers really like Grady Dick and they would want him involved in a Dame trade. Um, The Suns would have to... You know, pony up for OG next summer because he will be a free agent at that point. But they do have his bird rights in this scenario, so they would be able to go over to re-sign him. Uh, is this moving the needle more?
3: Look, can we put the graphic back up? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> in a second. Uh, look, for me, what I don't like about this is mm-hmm. the inevitable headlines that are going to wind up in in Portland. Uh, it, you're going to get basically. Dame traded to the Blazers for a, a Aiton Young Dick, and I just don't Come like there's, the, the headlines. Just Come don't play well yes, <laughs> in there. I'm just saying that's you never made her rifle
2: through all these graphics <laughs> just to get
3: that terrible joke. <laughs> off. No, oh, look. If I'm the Suns, if I'm the Suns, I look at this and this is probably right where my line in the sand is, mm. which is, is okay. o- OG. You know, is okay. is that because again, like Caleb Martin. He is a guy that is great defensively, a better three point shooter than Caleb Martin last year, and a guy that has proven that he can be more of an offensive option. So, here I think, you know, and we talked about this a little bit before, Flex, this is kind of Mikhail Light, you know, here. And that, That intrigues me because everybody's like, oh, I wish you didn't give up Mikael. Well, if you can get a guy in here that can do a lot of that and you have a guy that's passable enough at center and Yusuf Nurkic, it's intriguing. But I still think if DeAndre Ayton hits his potential, a huge if, you still lose this deal.
1: All right. So a lot of people are talking about how this one is a lot better, obviously, but that it might be a little bit of a pie in the sky uh, kind of a deal as far as the Suns go. But if something like this were to happen, how confident are you in the fact that, one, OG would want to stay here? Um, because weren't some of the talks with the Raptors people, basically OG's people are telling him he doesn't want to be the third or fourth option. He would probably still have to be that with the Suns. And then, two, from the money side of things, do we think the Suns are willing to be big spenders in that
4: way? Yeah. I Listen, I, I think that OG fits the – player the Suns are looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they definitely like OG and Anobi Now does this get done? We don't know. You know, there's a lot of people and a lot of things that had to fall into place. Um, I do think that if they were able to get OG because they, like Gerald said, they'd have his bird rights, uh, they'd be able to keep OG and Anobi. I think there is a difference between being a third and fourth option for the Raptors than being a third or fourth option for a championship level Phoenix Suns team um and so I do think that's a whole different thing and then we have an owner in Matt Ishpier that uh has shown he doesn't care he'll he'll pay whatever it costs to keep this team in title contention so this is a deal that if if it's on the table I think the Suns say yes very quick and well the Suns don't say I'm saying yes Mm. I I'm saying yes in a heartbeat uh, OG and Anobi and NERD get the job done. And the Suns are a significantly better team with those two guys than they are if they're keeping DeAndre. And I'm not a DeAndre hater, damn it. I keep <laughs> hearing <laughs> this. It, He's driving
2: it, me crazy. It, it, I love DeAndre, man. Anytime you say anything bad or just point out something about DA's game, you're a DeAndre hater. Wow. Like, you you so think
3: don't. they'd be a significantly Sig- better,
4: can better I team. Can I express myself? Well, no, significantly yeah. better because... See, I love DeAndre, and I know that DeAndre is a better player than Nurkic, but they're in the same ballpark. Mm. Like, this idea that Nurkic and Ayton are, you know, we're talking about like Olajuwon and Sam Bowie. Like, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> well, These I guys
3: mean, are a Portland center that's injured a lot. I mean, they, yeah, they, I they, that might be a little that. Yeah, I get, I get
4: that reason. and with it I get it. But no, but they're in the same ballpark, so... Um, this is a guy that two years ago was 15-11. Mm-hmm. I mean, D.A. was 18-10 and 10 last year. So, I mean, injuries aside, Nurkage is in the same ballpark with Aiton, but I think there is no one on the Suns' roster that they're considering playing at the three, whether it's Josh Okoge, Bates Diop, whoever they're going to put. There is no one in that conversation that's even remotely close to OG and Anobi. Can, This is a this, So that's why I think they're
3: significantly better. Gerald, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this, Gerald. Mm. But does this to you when you're looking at this say that the Suns don't have complete confidence in what they have for that fourth starter uh, spot right now because to me that's how I'm reading it is if you're if you're seriously entertaining that you're looking at a KBD you're looking at a Josh Akogi and going that's not enough in the starting lineup to win a title but we're willing to sacrifice a little bit at that center position to get somebody in in that fifth starter spot that we have more faith in to do it. That's what this screams to me.
2: It could. I I don't know if it screams it as much as it just kind of bluntly states what we've been saying is we don't know who the bona fide fifth starter is. Like a lot of people think it should be KBD. A lot of people think it should be a Kogi. A lot of people have said Yuta Watanabe. Like it's kind of up for grabs right now. And I think even if that wasn't an issue, like you're just acknowledging the fact that OG Ananobi is a legitimately very good two-way player in this league. Um, I don't know if he has the kind of star explosion in him that we've seen from Mikhail Bridges over the last year, but I do think one of his biggest beefs with Toronto is that he has not been afforded those same types of ball handling and playmaking opportunities that we saw Mikhail get here in Phoenix before he was traded. So I don't think that him coming to Phoenix solves that issue, but like Flex said, if you're playing on a title contender with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal, I have a hard time seeing him being here for a year, them competing at a high level and then be like, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. All right,
1: I'm going to head out. Yeah, like I
2: I just don't see it. And I think like for all the concerns about, you know, going from D.A. to Nurkic and, and that kind of downgrade at the center spot, like OG is a guy that if you put him on the court, you can get by in stretches. With him or KD playing a small ball five thing, yeah. you can close games like that in the playoffs. So even if Nurkic isn't healthy or if he's being targeted on defense, I do think an addition like OG as coming part in that, in that package <laughs> Helps kind of mitigate that risk a little bit. Look, you
3: add a little sweetener that Drake moves here six months out of the year, I'll do it. He might, man.
4: He loves Phoenix, boy. <laughs> he he Drake might be going between Toronto and Phoenix. Did you know what? Is
3: there just, really a sweetener? <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> I, you know Why what? You give me that look from across
1: the. I'm aisle. just like, is that really what moves the <laughs> needle? I'm gonna tell you what. <laughs> is that what gets this deal done?
4: I'm gonna tell you what. I think Drake. I think Drake is probably sitting home saying, "Can we get this deal done?" Because this is what I'm, Drake is like, yo, I'm a Raptor. Mm-hmm. I get Dame over here in Toronto with me. Mm-hmm. We go make an album or something. Yep. Right? <laughs> and then go. and then when I'm chilling with the homies booking KD and Phoenix, I got old. Yeah, this is a win for Drake, man. Drake, <laughs> Drake, Drake got to get this done. Drake,
2: get this done, bro. And for Dame Dolls. Come on, man. So get the album. Get this done. Right.
1: Does Dame <laughs> yeah, actually exactly. want to make a song with Drake? <sighs> I think Dame so Dollar want to make Co-
2: a song with Drake. Yes. No, nobody. should. Dave, Everybody I wants I a song might not with Drake.
1: Want to because then I feel like everyone's going to be like, "Oh, you only popped off because you collabed with Drake." <laughs>
2: but then people will actually listen to Dame Dolla's album. So they this would. is a win. I don't know. <laughs> if Drake and Dame, oh. da- if Dame and Drake,
4: dropped an album, oh yeah. It'd be the best album. It'd be the number one seller. People want a kid. I'm telling
1: you, I feel like I could see that. I'll I'll make this on my own, like I tried
3: to do in Portland for 12 years, and it didn't. I I, I still. Back to this trade, though. Mm. I still. The more I sit here, I still don't do this. No, for OG, you wouldn't do this for OG. No, man. Come on, Esco. I I can't get past the. Look, if Aiton can move past the fact Mm -hmm. that he was in trade talks. And his head's right, and he could come in here. There's a lot of ifs, man. If that's if was fish, we all be drunk. Yeah. Well, I get that. But I, there's also <laughs> a lot of ifs when it comes to making the deal, too. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, that I, I one's the closest. I'm 50 50
2: probably on that it's, one. It's year six, man.
4: Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: But that's it's what I'm saying.
1: a new coach, a new it's, system, a new vibes, somebody who doesn't, that's true, who, who he can get along with. Who he can relate to, who can maybe reach into his mind in ways that Monty was not able to do, less toxic, whatever you want to say. Like it's it's a brand new slate. Yeah, you can't. I don't know. Listen, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but we've all worked in places where you feel stunted by the situation you're in because it's a bad situation. Could be right. the same thing in basketball, but the basketball
2: yeah. side of it's not going to change. Like he, they're not going to run ISOs for him. The best way to keep him involved was run a lot of pick and rolls, which they did more of last year.
3: Yeah,
2: I don't. Um, I which don't one, know
3: which one moves you closer to a. T- All that matters is you wind up with Larry in June, right? Mm. I don't care if you trade my mother. If it gets us Larry in June, sorry Dang mom, dog. but
2: mom's taking <laughs>
3: shots. Sorry. Sorry, show. Mom. sorry mom, mom, I love you. Sorry, can, I'm not. Mom, on, I love said this. You. you can trade my dad with her too. No. Sorry, Dad. I love But you. I want Larry. Yeah. You know? mom. I'm not
4: trading you for DA mom. Oh my
3: but goodness. no, so, so but, but my thing is does OG and Nurk if you if if you assume Nurk injuries will happen, does that get you close to the title? Why? Yes we or so, no. yeah. But that's not fair to say we assume Nurk injuries
4: are going to well, happen because that, that's that's like if I say if I assume DeAndre Ayton, issues are going to happen, d- assume both. All right, so assuming both, I'm going with Nurk and OG. I think okay. they bring me closer to a title. Okay. I think Nurk and the committee can give me what Da is already giving me as a fourth option, and I think OG and Anobi <laughs> puts us in a in a position where he's a defensive player of the year candidate, and with Frank Vogel in his defense. This guy can guard anybody. I mean, he can literally be a Swiss Army knife, Mm -hmm. and I think he's got untapped potential offensively that people don't understand he has, similar to McHale when he went to Brooklyn. All
1: right, two things from the chat, and then we'll do the next trade that we have. Uh, One, Larry said, are there reports Aiton's feeling some kind of way? As far as I know, no. No. This is all just us kind of speculating based on past situations that have kind of come up and what we know about D.A. And then number two... Uh, triple B said, I think it was triple B. Now I can't find it. Um, yes. If it doesn't work out, we blame Isaiah Thomas. So we already have our (laughs) skateboard. Both of them. We already have our skateboard, guys. (laughs) We already know if it doesn't work out one way or the other. Wait, okay.
2: Tracy, your parents ain't going anywhere. I need them both. <laughs> oh. Espo, stop trying to trade your soul I, I or my, your mother. Or I think my wife just <laughs> traded me. Yeah. I did trade
3: Yo, you. Yo, I just got I the tweet. Yeah, Breaking man. news. Espo, hold on. I just got it. Espo, Espo. <laughs> You've been shit, bro. I've been traded to the couch. All
2: right. Yeah. Yeah. He, did, he didn't trade her. He was just listening to offers. <laughs> Doesn't that make <laughs> they, you feel
3: better? They called and said, hey, Jeez. we'll take your mom and your dad. I said, I got to listen. I got to <laughs> listen.
1: I, uh, I laughed. One more thing from the chat. We do have a super chat from Psycho Blue. Thank you so much, Psycho Blue. Said basketball Cthulhu says, quote, ask not what could happen. Instead, decide once it does. Oh. Basketball Cthulhu with all the knowledge. I mean, that's very wise.
2: It all doesn't the help wisdom. Us trade talks. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it's a lot of sense. Right. it is a very wise
1: <laughs> thing. I think that was more back to the DA comments no. about like if you don't want to be in trade talks, then play basketball that makes you untouchable. Right. All right, Gerald, what's our last one? All right, the last one
2: is a four-teamer, and this one's fun. I'm assuming people are not going to like it as much as the last one because OG is not involved. Uh, But the Suns get Nurkic, Caleb Martin from the Heat, and TJ McConnell from the Pacers. Blazers get DA, Buddy Heald, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, and two first-round picks from the Heat. Heat get Dame, and then the Pacers get Tyler Hero, Haywood Highsmith, and uh, two second-round picks that are coming from other teams, one from the Suns and one from the from the heat.
3: Hold, hold on, did did uh Portland miss here and think they were getting Nikola Jokic and that's why they uh, wanted no. to make this one. Like they get these... DA
2: and Buddy Healed That's pretty good. That's the best return they're getting so far. Yeah,
3: I just I, I guess they're not going to get get a huge return just because Dame's made it very clear he yeah. wants out. Look, look, unless I really believe that the Suns have to have a true point guard mm. to win this year, I don't think this does any more for me than than any other move. Like if 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 James Jones and you know and Frank Vogel are sitting there going we need a point guard on this roster, mm. then this deal I go all right, if they're feeling like that's a necessity to win a title, then I consider this. But based on everything they did this offseason, I don't think that's where they're sitting. So I don't know that that this would even be a Near that line in the sand, kind of move.
4: Yeah, I'm on a fence. Mm. I'm on a fence with this one. This one would be a deal that I'd have to consider. Um, well, I guess both said, how 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 concerned are you with the back of point guard thing? How concerned are you with DeAndre and Psyche? These are all things behind the scenes that mm-hmm. they'd have the answers to. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like DeAndre can block this out and come back and play ball, then I probably stick with DA and, and don't do this deal. But if they do feel like it's just going to be an ongoing saga with them, then I, I'd be okay with this deal because I like Caleb. I think Nurk is going to be just fine. And TJ McConnell moves the needle as a backup point guard. These are three guys that would be in the top eight rotations. Day mm. one, you think? You, okay. You
1: think mm. so? So yeah. then if these three are going to be in the top eight, who's, who's heading out the door?
2: So I would – I mean – because they would be getting three players and only sending out one, so they would have to cut two guys. I would assume Ish Wright's probably one of them. Saban doesn't qualify because he's a two-way two contract, way. so that not work. Right? I would assume it would be Chimezi Metu, or, um,
3: or if they don't believe in what they've seen in Bull Bull, that would be
4: yeah
2: the
3: other option. Yeah,
2: yeah, but I I I would do Metu. That's what I would do as well, yeah. but. Um, (laughs) again, these are all just theories. This one is interesting because it barely just squeezes in financially by like $84,000 as far as the math working. So it's very tight tight. in terms of actually executive
3: over at the suns. It snuck in by all right. Yeah. And
2: and there's also questions about it too. Aside from the suns, like do the Pacers want Tyler hero on that contract? I, I threw in Highsmith. And a couple of second rounders to try and make it better for them, I'm but like, up. and do the Blazers even want Buddy Healed? Because he's right. going to be a free agent after this season. Um, maybe they don't want. They've already got a good amount of guards, so there's a lot of questions on all of these trades. Honestly, um, it's uncomfortable territory for sure. I understand why there are people in the chat that just hate the idea of these trades in general, um, but these are more so a thought exercise to look like how does the money match up, what could be dealt, and what is closest to something yeah. that might make sense.
3: I'd imagine these are the f- kind of frameworks they're having discussions on. So Probably. to look at it uh, you know, and, and judge it is very much what these front offices are doing right now. I think mm-hmm. you bring up, and I know we got to get out of here, but I, I think you bring up an interesting point though. Mm-hmm. How are, How is DeAndre Aiton's psyche? Has this off season, and we haven't talked about his personal stuff, and I don't want to get – into that, but does that, some of the comments that were made about his teammates with the Bahamas, those kind of things, does that play into any of this? Is there is there questions about that? We don't have that answer, but it's another factor that might be going on with this too.
1: As far as the comments about his teammates, I don't think I would read that much into it because it was also in the height of celebrations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like when you're in the middle of that excitement and just like, all that love and energy, like you say things, but you don't necessarily mean like this specific one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys are way better than any other one through eight guys I've ever played with. Like that's, fair. that's how I'm gonna take it because how many times have y'all been out and be like, this is my favorite song or this is the best moment of my life? Yeah, and it's fair. like, you're, you're caught up in the moment.
3: Yeah. And I don't think that's he was fair. saying talent wise, right?
1: No. No, I, I think know what, what you're he was talking about personnel wise. Yeah. But still, well, I, you could be caught up in the moment and how fun it was the whole way through because it was something that you so, were playing yeah, for how, that was long. different.
3: And it's two weeks. Exactly. It's real easy to get along with people for two weeks. Yeah.
4: I, I'm not. I'm, I, not, I'm, lens, her I'm <laughs> not reading the tea leaves. No, no, no. I, I actually agree with you. Yeah, I think that's a great point. But I think I, I may have told you. Was it? I think it was Gerald. Mm. We talked about this the other day. If I leave this show right now, <laughs> and I go down the road and jump on another podcast,
1: it, you jump and on it and another say, podcast. And I, no, no, no. no. <laughs> and I go say, and I, no, lens, no,
4: I got you. And I say. Yo, this is by far the best producer and the best (laughs) three people I've ever worked with. If
1: you said that after you won a title or you won a game that got you further than your team has ever gotten before, I would give you a pass. Because I'd be like, of course you feel like that. This is one of the better moments that you've had because you're you're celebrating something bigger. No,
3: he'd be dead to us in that <laughs> second. if you ever besmirched my teammates like that,
4: oh, you and I oh, would
2: man. have beef. If you, if you spend five years with us and then go and on then go another pod that, for right. two weeks and
4: yeah, I have kind of new, so it probably wouldn't mean anything to y'all. Y'all probably I, be like, "Yo, close flex the hell out the building, and that's
2: <laughs> that." Right? And, I, and I'm not trying to diminish the accomplishment of getting the Bahamas to the Olympics. That yeah. was huge for him for Eric Gordon. Um, but it was it did, it was kind of weird to yeah. hear those words. I it would feel a weird.
4: certain way. If I was a player, I would feel a certain way. I'd be like, "Really? Damn." But but I but I'm going to get I give you the benefit of the doubt. It's a nice, in the, in the heat of the moment, they had done something they never done, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, this is the best teammates I've ever had." And you're right. I've said stuff like that at parties yeah. and so you're right. <laughs>
1: I don't know.
2: I yeah, think, champagne hit, real quick. I think. <laughs> it's like, me, yeah, champagne. Champagne, We're champagne. champagne. We're champagne hit, champagne. real quick. <laughs> really you
1: do know champagne bad. is a real quick, bubbly, <laughs> right to the brain. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I think I just. Um, I think I just really want to give Da the benefit of the doubt, mm. and I would like to see him in a new, clean slate type of a situation. I, I'm curious to know what that looks like. Yeah, I'm just. I feel like Da has taken so much. Over the last five years, so however Mm -hmm. long, he just so much has been thrown his way. He's been the scapegoat. He's been the most hated. He was brought up as, like, how is he the one who's the toxic one? The questions about all the things. I just, I want to give DA the benefit of the doubt. I want to see one more time with all the new things, if it's true or if it's not, basically. That's all. So. I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to those comments. I Jeez.
4: want that weak side block in the NBA finals that I dreamt about two years ago. <laughs> there you go. Right. I, so
3: I don't care what the move is just
1: win the damn
3: title. Yeah. <laughs> Can we play basketball already? Almost. You know, two, like, more days, so two more fair. days. Two
1: more days. All us. right. That'll do it for us today. Uh, thank you guys for all hanging out with us. Hopefully you enjoyed this special edition of trade machine Tuesday or Monday. Uh, I don't think we're going to do it again tomorrow, but who knows? We might. Please who go. knows? We might. We might. We're just going to have to come back to find out. We we'll might. see you guys tomorrow at 3 p.m. Same place, same time. If you're here on YouTube, hit that like button on the way out. If you are listening wherever you listen to your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. And, of course, give the show a follow on Twitter at phnx underscore suns. You can also follow me at lindsaysmithaz if you want. You can follow Flex at flex from jersey. You can Follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay and you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
3: Oh, to the gentleman that said I'm stuck up in the chat, no, I'm just selective. And to my mother, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> ahoy, hoy. Metro,
5: Megasin Control, and he never gonna let go. PHNX, though, Lindsay Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we hit it, turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the
0: family, rally in the valley like.